Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Tigers Talk Rugby. Before we get started, I'm Ethan Richards. I'm Beckett Rice. And I'm CJ Bakel. And today we have a great special guest. He is the eighth overall pick in the MLR draft, a former president and captain at University of Notre Dame, and former All-American honorable mention, Mike Matarazzo. How's it going, Mike? Hi, guys. Great to be on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you on. Yeah, for sure. We've got uh, a good list of questions for you. Um, and uh, we're excited to share the newest ATL or one of the newest ATL uh, rugby guys um, join us. So with that, how did you get into rugby? Where, where did it start for you? Yeah, so I actually got into the game relatively late. It was my freshman year in college at Notre Dame. Um, one of the guys that lived across the hall from me, he actually played rugby at MD. And he ended up dragging me out to a practice because, um, you know, he said, you're a big guy. You, you'll, be, you'll be decent at rugby. <laughs> so he dragged me out. Um, it turns out that first training session I had was uh, our only pure fitness session of the season. Uh, oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah, it made an interesting introduction to rugby. Um, but I kind of just just all clicked from there. It was frustrating at first trying to learn everything, but eventually I fell in love with it. Yeah. Oh, I know uh, for a lot of people, like uh, it, co- college is where it starts for a lot of people uh, in the U.S. from what it seems, what we've kind of gathered. So, yeah, uh, I say like over half of Clemson's team is that way. For sure. Easy. So, yeah. Like, um, so do you have like a, a particular memory that you have with the rugby club or with the, with the program? Um, I'd say one of my, one of my earlier ones was freshman year. Um, it was one of my first few matches starting. It was against army, you know, the West point, the military Academy. And it was one of the playoff matches in the old varsity cup. So it was a, a big game, really physical, really tough. We ended up losing by a few scores, but it was just incredibly physical. Um, and what made it interesting was it was the first game my parents had ever watched me play. Oh, and no. It, oh, no. It was their, it, yeah, it was their first game of rugby, too. They had never seen it before. Um, so I, I'd been trying to talk up the sport and say, you know, how much I loved it. And, you know, no, I wouldn't get hurt. It was fine. It's a great sport. Um, and after that match, I'd ended up getting, like, cleated in the face a few times. You know, so I had my nose ended up crooked. Um, my face was bloody, a black eye, you know, hands were all, were all <laughs> bruised up. Um, and my, my parents just ended up being mortified. Um, but I think my coaches ended up talking them down and, uh, yeah. and now they love watching my games. So it all turned out. All right. I mean, that's just that's a sign of a job well done. Yeah. <laughs> playing, playing against them, any of the military academies is, a doozy. Oh man, yeah. you can tell me that one. Yeah, we play again. Yeah, we play Navy uh, a couple times every year. Or so, and every time you walk out, you're like, "Oh man, you know you're about to. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be some blood. There's gonna be a broken bone. Something's gonna mm-hmm. happen." And they a just don't kicks stop. In the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Every time they get the ball, you're like, "I wonder what they're gonna do. Well, they're gonna run it straight at us." Yep. There it is. <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys have a big rival at ND? Um, 
Like, what was one team that you guys would like face against, and you're like, oh yeah, these are guys are going to be a rival. Yeah, um, we were independent, so it wasn't like we were in a conference where we had that like one big team. But we would play a few teams consistently. I would say Ohio State was always a big, big matchup for us. Definitely, uh, Indiana. Uh, Davenport became a bit of a rivalry for us. Um, so, yeah, there were some games that were consistent across the few years that were, that were good. That's really cool. So do you That's have a uh, particular player that you look up to during your rugby career? Um, I'd say that, you know, definitely the professional player that I'm closest with is Nick Savetta. Uh, he's he's on the, the national team right now, uh, and I've I've been able to have some conversations with him, and uh, he's been a really big help for me. Um, you know, just bouncing things off him on on how to train. He was a, he's a similar position to me. He plays lock. Um, he's mm-hmm. similar background to me, so it's really really good to be able to see someone who who came from similar circumstances be playing at the top level. Um, so it's nice to be able to talk to him about about different things in rugby. For sure. I know, um, actually we, we had somebody on Reddit ask, we post a couple questions, which we'll get to later, actually uh, asking if you had ever met, uh, Nick Savetta. And for those listening, uh, the reason why is because he was also a a Notre Dame player. And I believe he was one of the first from Notre Dame to go pro, right? If that's correct. Yeah. He was the first one to go pro. To my knowledge, I, I, I'd say he's the only one right now. Well, and you, oh, now wanna, you. Yeah. yeah, now you. Yeah, well, not me, I guess. <laughs> um, so. Did he ever, like, did he ever do, like, camps at Notre Dame, or he would would he come visit semi-often or something to talk to the guys, or was it just after uh, yeah, you got so, drafted? Um, it started out mostly we would just chat over the phone. Um, I just mm-hmm. wanted to get in touch with him um, just to be able to talk to somebody with his, his type of experience, and he was always really welcoming and opening and open about it. Uh, and then we had a, a fall break trip, I believe, where we played Iona, Iona College, and he happened to be in New York at the time. So he came to a few of our matches and we were able to talk in person. That's awesome. That's, cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, as you're the newest uh, Notre Dame professional player, how did it, how did it feel getting taken eighth overall? And like, what was your fa- friends and family's reaction to that? Yeah, it was great. Uh, I'm pretty excited that the MLR did the whole draft thing. I think it was pretty great for the league. Um, it's for sure. interesting for me because I was actually on a, on a road trip at the time with my college buddies and we were in Montana, uh, middle of nowhere, Montana. So I didn't have great internet access or phone access or anything like that. Um, but we ended up watching the draft at this hotel lodge and I was you know, with a bunch of my closest friends. So it ended up being really great, uh, but it was stressful also because the way it worked out was Atlanta had, had called me the day before and basically said that they planned on taking me if I was available. Um, but that was kind of the last I, I had heard from them until a couple minutes before my pick was broadcasted. So, you know, all, all my friends were watching it now. We're all expecting me to get drafted, and I hadn't heard from anybody. And I was like, man, like, something goes wrong, and, and I don't get picked now. Like, <laughs> this is really going to suck. Um, but uh, they ended up calling me a few minutes before, and it uh, ended, up, ended up being really fun. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, we, we know uh, quite a few of the guys at Atlanta now. So welcome, welcome to the Southeast. Yeah. 
So Thank you. Uh, it I've gets hot. It so, far. so <laughs> it does get hot. Luckily, yeah. Atlanta's not as humid as some other places in the southeast. It's true. Yeah. I think it's better than training in the cold though. Yeah, I'll agree with yeah. you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Hopefully we'll see you in a game that, uh, in a few months. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, we, we got that coming up. Speaking of, uh, how is been your transition? How has it been coming to Atlanta and, and coming to be a part of like ATL rugby? Yeah, Atlanta's been great. Um, the, the staff and my teammates were all very welcoming, uh, very helpful. Um, the facilities we have and the, the medical staff and the training staff we have have all been great. Um, it was when I first got down there, it was the middle of, you know, like the peak of coronavirus stuff. So everything was oh. in lockdown still. Um, so I wasn't able to get into a gym for, for a few months. Uh, but then once I got into Atlanta, I was able to get into our facility and it was great uh, being, being active and being able to lift again. Um, and I was able to play the, the 404 season, uh, which is just awesome being able to play some rugby matches when most of the rest of the country wasn't playing. So extremely grateful for that. Um, and now I'm just sure. excited to get back there in a few weeks and start training again. That's yeah. awesome. That's interesting. Had, um, <laughs> go ahead, Becca. <laughs> I was going to say this interesting that you got to play. Um, and I'm sure very exciting you got to play for the 404 because I think um, I've watched a little bit of their stuff, not recently, but it's very cool that um, I think MLR teams are building up academy sides. And Atlanta, aside from the old former Raptors, I think might have been like the first team with like a um, academy side. So it's really awesome that they have that. I'm sure it was very, you found it very enjoyable and very um, helpful. Definitely. And I, I hope going forward, and I think they, they definitely will. I think more, more MLR sides will start building out their academies. And mm -hmm. I think eventually it'd be great to have a, a sort of academy league running, running under the, the, the MLR season. Because the, the more guys you can get playing top quality rugby year round, the better it's going to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually, uh, we interviewed um, a, another uh, graduate out of college who went into the draft and he got picked to NOLA. And he's, he said that they were uh, getting an academy side and getting that program built out in uh, Louisiana. So it, it does seem to be spreading and growing uh, through the country as a, like, as a better concept and following that more international structure of having the academies and working guys up through it all. So I'm really excited to see that develop. And I think Atlanta was definitely had it right in their mind from the beginning because they're definitely one of the I, I think has got one of the biggest um, areas and understanding of how to use it when it comes to population. So uh, moving on from the academy stuff, um, what are your expect expectations for the MLR this year? And do you have any big predictions for like East-West? Um, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to have crowds early on in the season. Um, that's the first thing because I think I think it was pretty encouraging seeing some of the matches last year um, and the type of crowds they were getting. So you know, for, for the growth of the league, the sooner we can get people in, in stands, the better. And it just from a player's perspective, too, having having crowded stadiums makes it makes it more fun. For um, sure. And I, I think in terms of expectations for this year, I think we've seen a lot of talent 
coming into the league this year. And I would say some of that is probably because of the, the coronavirus kind of uh, messing with leagues overseas. So I think there's going to be a lot of talent in the league this year. And I think it's going to be really competitive. Um, and to, to make predictions, uh, I don't really, it's hard for me right now because I haven't been, been able to see a lot of these teams play uh, with, with um, the cancellation last year. But I'll say, I'll say in the East, we'll have Atlanta for sure uh, in the championship. And then uh, what I like to hear what I yeah. like to hear. <laughs> and in the West, I guess I can't, you can't really knock off Seattle unless, you know, until somebody beats them, right? So defending champs, true. I think you have to put them in, in, in for the title right now. Yeah, I'm, That's I think what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> our resident Seattle fan over here, Beckett, <laughs> all about it. When we when we did our episode last week, we talked a little bit about MLR stuff. He had like his his shirt on, his hat was in the background. He was already yeah. talking about them. <laughs> so I think I think um, San Diego uh, versus Seattle is becoming the tight the battles of the Titans on the West Coast. So mm, yeah. Bit of a rivalry going on there. L.A. too is signing some good players, so that's true. They could they could be a yeah. surprise team. <laughs> is there any? Um, is speaking of like all this talent, is there any players or teams that you really want to go against and maybe like play against? So like mm-hmm. we had, uh, you know, we would have our. You might know Jason Dam. Like he said that at one point in time, he was excited to play uh, guys like Bastaro and uh from like new york so are you do you have like share that same uh that same feeling yeah i i definitely say i feel the same way about that because you you know you you watch these guys on on tv you know i've relatively new to the game so i haven't been watching since i was a kid but you know for the last four years i've been watching guys like bastero and guys like rob shaw now in san diego um so as the MLR fills up with more players like that, it's going to be really exciting playing against them. For sure. Is there any time. one particular person <laughs> that you're uh, going to um, line up against and be like, oh, I would be love to tackle him? Yeah, I'd say it, it would probably be Rob Shaw just because, you know, the, the things he's achieved in his career and he's the same position as me. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that's who I'd have to go with. I like that pick. Yeah, I, I I would love to see that matchup. I would love to see that game. <laughs> yeah. So um, we did, as I had mentioned earlier, we got a couple questions from Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we already kind of covered one since you had mentioned that uh, you have met Nick Savetta and you've kind of been in contact with him. Um, so uh, one other question Um or one of the other questions was when you first came to Notre Dame, were you a lock or did you end up changing positions into being a lock? Yes, I was a lock. Um, I think that's just the product of, you know, throwing the, the new tall guy into the lock position. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah. Obviously I wasn't very skilled starting out. So yeah, I started at lock and then I actually played lock for my first three years. And then my senior year, I moved to number eight. Okay. So, so um, when you first got there and you were set up playing as a lock, when it got time to learning how to do lineouts, like what was what was your like perception of that? <laughs> um, it, it's kind of it's weird because they kind of have to just throw you in the fire with everything. Um, 
because Notre Dame is like Clemson. A lot of the guys haven't played before, but there's a, a good portion that have. And there's not uh, like a, a big preseason prep time. So you have games pretty quick. So right. you can't really afford this buildup where you're teaching um, new guys the game, right? So you have to just throw them into the fire. So they just, they kind of told me like, yeah, you're, you're the guy that's going to, going to get lifted. And I'm like, really? Like, why do you lift the big guys? Like, that doesn't <laughs> make sense to me. Um, but anyways, um, and then, yeah, so first time jumping, it just feels so weird and you, you flail your legs and everything. Yeah. Um, but eventually you realize you just have to be stiff like a board and you get used to it. For sure. Yeah. I just, I love, I love hearing people's first experiences with getting lifted in a line out. Cause like every single individual is like, has that moment of like the, 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 moment you know like yeah. the, i am going up in the air being held up like you guys like this is wild so i thought i would i thought i would throw that at you and see see what your experience was yeah i'm pretty sure i kicked my back lifter my first time oh no right. oh boy yeah. i can feel that right in my chest oh, <laughs> <my mistake>. yeah <laughs> and then um, the last question we have from uh reddit was how has playing baseball in high school transferred to playing rugby? Yeah, so unfortunately, there's really not that much crossover. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'd say probably the biggest thing is just hand-eye coordination from baseball. That's a huge part of the sport, and it really helps in any sport, but it's, it's hugely helpful in, in rugby to have good hands. Um, and then just other little things, is, you know, like judging fly balls helps when you're under a high ball in rugby. Um, so that's, yeah. that's just a little thing. Um, but besides that, there's, there's really not too much crossover. And, but, uh, you know, ironically, the, the physicality of, of rugby is something I was the, the least prepared for, but it's something that I, I enjoy the most now. For sure. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. I think that sort of concludes the rugby related the um, well, more serious rugby-related portion of um, the questions we have, and now we have a few more. Yeah, so um, these are these will be rapid fire. So yeah. these are going to be some rapid fire questions. So CJ, I want you to take it away, uh, answer them as fast as you can and as quick as you can, and as best okay. as you can, and as best as you can. Yeah. All right. So number one question is: Who wins in an arm wrestling contest, Trevor Lawrence or Ian Book? Ian Book, Lawrence's arms are too skinny. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a lie. Oh. Yeah, like I said, like I said in our previous interview with Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, you haven't seen Trevor Lawrence nowadays. That man is huge. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a big, yeah. There's a reason why he's my, um, one whiteboard overall. out. Let me get my whiteboard out and explain why the longer arms are going to help him here. So, <laughs> hey, the uh, leverage, that's physics. Yeah. All right. Second question is what is your guilty pleasure TV show slash movie? Uh, the Office. All right. <laughs> yeah, I can watch pick, The Office. I, I've watched that those seasons over so many times now. And you're just trying <laughs> to get it in choice. before they finally <laughs> take it off Netflix. Yeah, exactly. 
All right. Third question. Which person out of this list did not play rugby? You've got Henry K uh, Cavill, Mark Cuban, Matt Damon, or Bill Clinton? Matt Damon. Yep. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> He's only in the movie. Yeah. The, uh, Henry Cavill gave me some pause there, but the rest I know. <laughs> All right, and then the final one is: Would you fight? Would you rather fight one Fafta clerk-sized duck, or thirty duck-sized Fafta clerks? Oh man, uh, the the duck-sized Fafta clerks, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. feel like ducks already have the Fafta clerk mentality to them. Uh, <laughs> Very. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, he's he's figured out Fafta clerk right there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, I just said that Path to Clerk is already kind of the size of a duck anyway, so. <laughs> just like the one. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, awesome. Um, Mike, it was great having you on with us. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been fun. And I appreciate you guys having me on again. Absolutely. We'll, we'll love yeah. uh, catching up with you, hopefully, maybe after y'all's season is over with ATL and we can mm -hmm. hear more about how the season went for you personally. Yeah, uh, hopefully there'll be fans in the stands week one and uh, we'll be able to see you guys there. For yeah, sure. Yeah, hopefully we're some of those fans, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's our goal for sure. Yeah. So um, with that, uh, thanks everybody for listening to uh, the episode. If you want to uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatnot, uh, it's at Tigers Talk Rugby. For if you want to subscribe, you can subscribe to us on Anchor. Uh, it could be a dollar a month, five dollars a month, or ten dollars a month. Up to you. Every every dollar counts in helping us make this better uh, each week. So, uh, CJ, do you have go anything watch, to tell? You know, everybody just needs to go watch rugby. That's all. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>